Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Mondays with the Moose as he joins us now as we're live in L.A. Uh, he is not in L.A., but always great to catch up with you, Moose. What, 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 what was that yesterday for the Pro Bowl? That's the, the, the million-dollar question today. Um, and, no, I did not see it. I saw bits and pieces of it. But, um, you know, I have, I have heard the reaction from everybody, uh, and it's, it's kind of the same thing that you guys have. And, and I think it's something they've been trying to figure out for a while. Um, you know, when it comes to the Pro Bowl, it's, it's not baseball, it's not basketball. Um, you know, it is still a physical game. Um, it's a it's a game of collision. So, how do you do that in that setting um, and maintain the integrity of the product? So, we had actually talked to them years ago about doing something similar to, uh, you know, that the old ABC All Star um, Superstars competitions. And do, like you guys said, you know, maybe some some seven-on-seven, but, you know, have the offensive and defensive line, do some bench press competitions, do some drills Mm -hmm. that you would do with the combine, um, you know, and then have them step out of their comfort zone. You know, tug-of-war, golf shots, you know, just different things. Just make it a little bit fun because the one thing you have to watch out is the integrity of the game. And I think that uh, it's been a concern for the NFL for the last few years. Yeah, and I think people would watch that, Daryl, if, if you've got these guys doing things that they don't normally do. But when you tune in to watch a football game, you want to watch a football game, not flag football or touch. I agree. I agree. And, and it, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, what the rating on it is. And um, I just, I don't know if there's an easy fix. I think you really do have to kind of, you know, just shift your your direction on, on how you want to portray that game or, or that setting. So, you know, one of the great things that, that we, we did when, when I went over and when it was still in Hawaii was they had, you know, kind of like a, you know, a beach games. Um, and we went down and did things down there. Um, you know, they had an outrigger canoe race and we had relay races and, you know, different stuff like that. But then, you know, one of the guys got hurt running back from New England. Um, yep. Can't remember his name, but he was, I think he was the offensive rookie of the year and, and tore up his knee and, and never really made it all the way back. So, there is that that hesitancy once you kind of step outside uh, of, of the game of football and try to do something different that you could have an incident like that happen. So, um, you know, how do you do that? But, you know, try to keep the players as safe as you possibly can. So, um, but yeah, I just, I think everybody wants to compete. I think you just put them in different environments and you can still see the, the competitive spirit that everybody has and, you know, the camaraderie of the team. So I think there's a way to do it. Uh, that would be better and more enjoyable and maybe even more interactive with the fans who are there. Well, and I don't know, a seven-on-seven where you have to have an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman, lineman can go do different things, make it entertaining because, you know, the sad part is, and I know it's really all about the TV audience, 
But that stadium was full. It looked good. You know, you remember Daryl back in the day when, you know, guys would uh, come and play a preseason game against the Oilers in the Alamo Dome, and we'd have that place packed only to see Troy and Emmett, you know, sit, sitting on the on the bench and not playing, and everybody <laughs> would get upset because they came to see those guys play. I get the feeling it was similar to that last night. I'm in Vegas. There's a lot of other things I could be doing. Right. But if I took the time to go to that football game, I'd have been mad. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that's that's what the challenge for the NFL is: is how do we how do we reward the guys for the achievement of being selected to the Pro Bowl, um, and still make it entertaining for the fan on site, um, something interesting for the viewer to watch. And I, I just don't think there's any real easy answer. Um, you know, the other sports where they're able to do it. They're just they're different at the core of, of what they're about. Uh, when you talk about a game of collisions, um, you know it, it's really really hard to do that. And, and even when we played, you know there was, you know the first three quarters were competitive and and you know it, it was still football. Uh, but but when that fourth quarter came around and the money was on the line, um, <laughs> <laughs> it got really it yeah got really serious yeah really quickly. Dale, I want to ask you the news of the day today. The Texans are apparently going to go with Lovey Smith as their new head coach. And, you know, Jason and I have been talking about this all day, that it really just seems strange that, you know, Lovey really wasn't mentioned. You know, there were a lot of other guys that were interviewed and mentioned, and then all of a sudden here's Lovey Smith that comes out and, and apparently is the guy. What, what are your thoughts on that hire today? Uh, I'm happy for Lovey Smith for the hire and the opportunity, but I'm still disappointed in the organization for firing David Culley. Uh, I think it just goes to show that it was a knee-jerk reaction fire. They had no plan in place. Um, you're hiring from within anyway, so that shows that you have confidence that what was transpiring at the end of the season, you felt the organization and the team were headed in the right direction under the leadership of David Culley. So I, I, I thought it was a terrible decision then. I think it, there's, there's affirmation that the organization, uh, you know, realizes they made a mistake uh, because they didn't bring anybody in from the outside to change things. I mean, you had the, the, the guy in place. You were playing well down the stretch. You know, Davis Mills may have been that guy that you thought he was. He de- developed a rapport with your offensive coordinator during the course of the season. And, you know, th- there was an opportunity to take a next step in an offseason and through uh, a preseason. So I, I, I thought it was a very, very bad decision by the organization at the time. I, I think that this adds validity to that, that impression. Uh, but I am happy for Lovey Smith. So it, it's kind of hard for me. You know, I'm excited for Lovey and his opportunity. But David Culley, we had him twice, and, and, and he was, he was, a, he was a, a great gentleman. Um, you know, he was great with his responses. Uh, he's passionate about the game. Um, he's, he's paid his dues. He's waited his time. He got his shot. And he did a good job with it. He had that team headed in the right direction, and they made, they made a poor decision. And, and they removed him. Uh, and, and now, you know, I, I think the actions today just show that they liked what was going on within their team, and that's why they didn't make a wholesale change, and they elevated Lovey. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, joining us here on the Blitz, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Cowboys, now an analyst with Fox. I'm happy for Lovey, like you said. He, he's getting a chance to be a head coach again. But the situation, do you, do you send him a congratulatory and condolence card all, all in one? I mean, even the reports are it's for next year. I don't know how many years he is going to get on his contract, but it makes it sound like he's going to be the coach next year. And I know NFL jobs, you don't turn them down if you get a chance, but it, it, by all accounts, they were ready to hire him account, and the backlash that would have come from there, they said, okay, that's not going to happen. Lovey, you get the job. 
I mean, part of me, like you, I'm excited for him from that perspective. But at the same time, are they going to let him actually be the head coach, or is he just going to have that title? And because it feels like with David Coley, the, the, he wasn't really the head coach; he just had the title. Well, I think he has to feel like he's in the exact same position that David was in last year. There was a lot of people that felt that may have been a one-year deal um, and a space holder type situation. So I, I would not have any job security whatsoever if I was Lovey Smith. I, I would I would feel like you know my job's in jeopardy from from the moment I'm hired. And you know that it, it, it is hard to say no to an opportunity like that. Um, but there there are stories of coaches who have passed on jobs because they felt it wasn't a great fit um, and then later on got that opportunity uh, to go to a franchise that they spent decades at uh, and, and, and years at and, and took teams to, to, to a Super Bowl, um, and it was the right fit. So I, I know it's hard, um, but sometimes it's the best decision. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. You know, I hope that, that Lovey does get more than, than a one-year opportunity, and, and if the Texans do it again, if, if, they, if they fire their coach – uh, again, after one year, it just shows how dysfunctional that, that organization is, and it's going to be hard for them to hire anybody moving forward. And that's what you have to be careful of, because there's been organizations in the NFL, um, you know, and, and they've gone through their cycles where you weren't going to attract a really good head coaching candidate because everybody knew how toxic the, vi- the environment was inside the organization. Daryl, I, I, we're talking about everything else, and I look up here on the wall and I see Super Bowl. We have a Super Bowl coming up this Sunday here in Los Angeles uh, between, you know, the Rams and the Bengals. And you know, nobody seems to be talking about it. There just seems to be other things going on. But uh, is this a game you're getting excited for? I am. I am. You know, I think it's, I think it's always exciting, you know, to see, you know, one of the new young up-and-coming players in the league that, that's really kind of, you know, grabbed everybody's attention uh, like Joe Burrow has and, and see if he can pull this off, um, you know, to win a Super Bowl in his, his second season. But, you know, it didn't even get to finish his, his whole rookie campaign. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's going to be a great story, um, you know, for, for us here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you know, to have Matthew Stafford finally have an opportunity to play in the Super Bowl uh, and have an opportunity to win his first year, you know, with the Rams. And I think that, you know, that's really kind of the, the side story, right? I mean, the Rams have been committed. To, to playing the Super Bowl in their home stadium and winning since the beginning of the year, since they made the trade for Matthew Stafford, you know, last January. Uh, th- this is what the arrow has been pointing towards. Uh, the move to get Odell Beckham Jr., the move to get Vaughn Miller. Uh, you know, they, they have been leveraging for this opportunity all season long, and they've pushed all their chips to the table, and does it pay off? And then what what is the the effect after that? You know, how does that whole team unwind? Uh, because there's, there's no way from a salary cap standpoint that they're going to be yeah. able to, to keep everything intact like Tampa Bay did. And, and I think the big matchup for everybody to watch, um, and, and I'll give them credit, Cincinnati did a nice job against Kansas City after Tennessee had nine sacks on them in the divisional round. Uh, I, I thought they did a good job against a good Kansas City front and, and held them to just one sack. But, you know, this is a tough one. Um, you know, Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, um, you know, you, Greg Gaines is a very, very underrated player on the inside. Um, you know, this is a really good defensive front. They can get pressure with just four. Um, and, and for me, the, 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 the game will be won, you know, down inside. Um, and really the real big matchup is the Bengals offensive line versus uh, the front of the uh, L.A. Rams. 
Definitely true. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, Mondays with the Moose here on the Blitz as we wrap up. I know we, we, we said we're going to do this all through football season, and the sad part is, you know, the NFL season ends on Sunday, so a lot of us are going to need to get our football fixed, and you've got the remedy for that. Tell us when are we going to start seeing USFL football, Daryl, because I, I can already start to see myself jonesing to watch some football. <laughs> will be the, the the weekend after the Masters. So uh, you know the first game, uh, I, I, April sixteenth. Um, I think Saturday prime time, um, and then we've got a triple header on Sunday to follow that up. So uh, yeah, if you really need a fix, you know, just come down to Birmingham, Alabama, and, and take in four games during the course of the weekend. So you know, one of the things that uh, that the USFL is doing is is making it very affordable and very family friendly. So. You know, kids under 15 are going to be admitted free. Uh, you know, if, if you come in and it's a doubleheader, you just stay for both games. Um, you know, it, it's 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 not about you know making money at the box office. It's it's about getting people to come out and, and enjoy the game of football and, and have a great afternoon. Uh, you know, in the city of, city of Birmingham. So, so, uh, so yeah, all we'll all the out. games are being all the games are going to be at Legion Field. No, we're actually going to be oh. the majority of the games are going to be a protective. The new arena for okay. the uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, oh, nice. We will have we will have some games uh, at, at Legion Field as the World Games start to come into the Birmingham area, and then we'll slide over to Legion Field, uh, you know, towards the end of our season and, and, and play in, uh, in that iconic stadium. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be if you if, if you're if you're missing football and you need a fix, just come down to Birmingham because we'll give you a whole weekend full. <laughs> and, and I and I will say, and I I'd never been to Birmingham until the Commanders went there to play the Birmingham Iron in a weird day with tornadoes all around and it was cold weather. But we found an incredible steakhouse and a handful of great bars. I mean, that city very underrated. That was a fun trip. Why am I not surprised, Jason, that you found not only a good meal but a good bar? <laughs> You know me well, man. Yeah, you know me. I played Vic. I mean, Vic was the tour guide. <laughs> now I will. Uh, if you if you come this way, you let me know because I've already been scouting and I've got uh, I've got several recommendations. Um, Good and, stuff. And hopefully, I will have the time to go get, to go try them out before you get here and be able to give you a firsthand experience. I think we need to book it right now. Well, I think we do, because if you think I know good bars, <laughs> let Moose pick a bar. He never picked a bad one when we were traveling. There are always hour. a... I, I always appreciate your time this year. Well, as as we get closer, I know we'll have you back on to talk about it. Uh, I, I'm excited for you and this new adventure yep. with, uh, with with the new league, and and eventually one of these spring leagues is going to take off. It, it just just get through that first year. That that's what we needed need to have happen here. And I think with the TV partnership you guys have that you're a part of, you're in good um, standing to make that happen. I agree. I agree. We've got we've got good partners. We've got we've got really good distribution. You know, to be able to broadcast the game, and um, you know, we've got good we've got good people around us in key positions that are good teammates, which is very important for me. Um, and and everybody's doing yeoman's work. You know, to to pull this off on a tight schedule and and make sure we've got a great product out there for Fox and NBC and all their all their distribution platforms to put forth. Awesome, Daryl. Always appreciate it. We'll catch up soon. Okay, take care, guys. Have a great week. Appreciate it. See you, Daryl. The Moose, Daryl Johnston, Mondays with the Moose, as we're live here in Los Angeles for our AA Best Bail Bonds Radio Row coverage. Pledge, I'm sorry, man, we are way late, but that was good stuff. Yes, with sir. Daryl Johnston. Always.